Welcome back to Navigating the Human Experience. I am Aluimaku. Before we get started, I just wanted to thank all of you for the kind feedback from episode one. I appreciate you listening, and if you haven't already checked that one out, I encourage you to do so. And if you feel that what I'm sharing has value for you in your life or has value in being out there in the world to assist others, please check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash the human experience and consider being a monthly contributor. This is a great way to be part of the co-creative process and also to support me bringing this work forth and others who will get to receive it. Thank you so much. Check it out. I'd like to speak about skepticism of the mind. And I'm going to start with an example that might sound a little out there and that can be a good way to investigate this this whole concept of the mind. Generally, science has always told us that the universe, or at least the reality that we know of, started with a big bang, an expansion out from a single source, and that the universe is continuing to expand and grow. And so being raised in that paradigm, being told all the time that's the way it is from every angle, other than perhaps religion. It becomes so ingrained in us that to question it seems obscure and almost like in the same way that questioning the mainstream narrative of of the news is considered to be a conspiracy theory. So we, we establish in the collective mind this these truths that we assumed to be self-evident and yet it's an assumption because we don't have verifiable proof that the universe is always going to continue expanding do we maybe never heard of it myself though so i use this as an example because what if it's not true what if science doesn't understand what's happening over a longer time period and that the universe is rather expanding and contracting. I've heard it referred to as the breath of Brahma, the breath of God. And yet that inhale is thousands and thousands of years long. So obviously from our small lifetime scale of humanity, it's hard to see that it may be part of a cycle in the same way that we inhale and exhale ourselves. And the reason I use this example right now is because I've been hearing that we are at that turning point. It's the end of certain cycles, cycles that were prophesied, cycles that included many of the things that have come to take place and now are shifting. We're coming to that moment where you stop inhaling you prepare to release. You prepare to enter the next breath 
A great master who came about 2,000 years ago said, in order to reach the kingdom of heaven, you must die and be reborn. What does that mean? The way I understand it is the fear that feeds the skeptical mind, the mind that is afraid that things might be different than we've come to believe. That fear is needing to die. And we are coming to a time of rebirth, of renewal. These shifts in cycles, these shifts in time-space continuum, whatever we want to refer to it as, from quantum physics or cosmic awakening, revelation, great time of change, it's marking the beginning of a new cycle, a new breath, a new opportunity to rebirth ourselves. This is both an extraordinary time to be alive, a massive experience that can also be quite overwhelming. But it's okay. It doesn't have to be scary. Many things will change. Many beautiful things will happen. Many challenging things will happen. But in the same way that throughout every single challenge that you've ever had in your life, as long as you kept breathing, you got through it. We are all part of one breath, the holy breath of life, the breath of the spirit. And our spirits have been suffocating in this madness, in this indignified situation in which children are abused in ways that most of us would never imagine or wish to believe is possible. People forced to eat dirt to feed their bellies. People being lied to just to further some normalcy that those in power have become addicted to. We will not let this stand any longer. We are one creation. We are one breath. And we know deeply within ourselves what is right and what is not and we will stand. There's no other way. The universe is giving us all the tools that we need to be prepared for this great transformation, this great awakening. And so it, the enemy is not necessarily exclusively out there somewhere. It's this skepticism in the mind that blocks the energy, that blocks the flow of what the creation is reflecting to us. And this is the part that we have to do. We have to face how we operate, how we think, what controls our thoughts, what things we've accepted to be real or normal or acceptable are no longer. Questioning is good. But being controlled by a mind that does not understand how the spirit operates, how reality is formulated, how this dimension is simply one version of the potential dimensions and realities that are in existence, and that our spirit is capable to operate and function in many more myriad of ways within. 
many more remarkable ways than we've ever given the chance to experience within ourselves. So it's not about blaming, it's not about pointing the finger, but recognizing that the first step to consciousness is removing all the things that have blocked us from undertaking that journey. Humanity is waking up. It's happening. There's no stopping it. And yet, right now, we're in a early transition stage that has a lot of challenges because the world is still very much reflecting a lot of the, the things that have kept us down, have kept us trapped, kept us scared, or confused, or kept us in a state of despair. Now, a lot of us may live generally peaceful, happy lives doing what we do. We see a lot of the suffering and the pain in the world, and we're often grateful that we're not as, as deeply entrenched in, a, in sort of daily suffering and challenge. And yet, on the level of the spirit, we're all, in many ways, caught in a reality that has not been fulfilling and sustaining us on a deeper level. So my invitation today is to connect with that part of you that truly, truly loves. Loves the creation, loves the creator, loves the being the unique, special being that you are. Because when we awaken the purity of our spirit's intent to be here, to be alive, and we face the reflections of the world that are forcing us to pay attention, we're able to operate with more reliability, cohesiveness, and commonality. You know, this, this whole world global situation we're in, it feels to me like it's, uh, it's, it's, calling, it's calling humanity back together. It's pulling us together. And we will stand if we unite in that common goal, in that common purpose. To be released from the suppression of our soul. Each one of us is, is being granted sort of a, a golden ticket. And written on the golden ticket is, you are welcome here, get to work. Our association with work is often burdensome, that we'd rather avoid the hard labor. But when the golden ticket says, get to work, it means focus. Work on yourself so that your behavior your decisions, your actions, are aligned with the deeper intent of your spirit that is here to choose the aligned way of being, of moving through life. And so it's kind of amazing how the more intense the reflections are, or the more widespread the disaster is, the more humanity collectively is going to shift. Whatever's behind this 
whole corona situation, it's catalyzing this transformation because we're, we're seeing things differently now. People are waking up, whether they're looking at things on a political spectrum or, or on a spiritual level or all of it because it's all connected. People are starting to open their eyes. So now we have this choice. Are we going to face our addictive patterns, our tendencies, our habits that push us away from doing the real work? Or are we going to look at things finally from a place of authentic inquiry? Please continue to part two of this episode.